0: Washington Commander fans. Commander fans, what is up, guys? Welcome back to an another amazing episode of the Bleeding B&G Podcast. And today is an, a joyous an occasion. Today is a joyous occasion, guys, because today, about three hours ago, so to give you a time stamp, as I do for every episode, today is Tuesday, June 28th, and it's about 6 p.m., so about three hours ago... The Washington Commanders actually signed wide receiver Terry McLaurin to a record-breaking three-year, seventy-one million dollar deal, and the th- and the aspect of the contract being so record-breaking about it is that Terry McLaurin is high is signing the highest signing bonus for a wide receiver position in NFL history at about twenty-eight million dollars initially. So it's a three-year, $71 million extension with a $28 signing bonus, and I think he's um, around the top five as well um, as far as guaranteed money, as far as the contract as well. So a joyous occasion all around. We're here to celebrate the good times, as you can tell from the intro music before, because we have positive vibes all around. We checked off one of the major things on our bucket list, as you know, the Washington Commanders offseason. And we're we're still about a month away from training camp. So I know in my previous episodes, my Trade and Terry episode, in my last episode that I did, I was mentioning how I thought that, you know, training camp was the deadline for a Terry McLaurin deal to be done. Um, where I was going to be nervous about it, just speaking about, you know, how the front office had handled the John Allen situation uh, where he signed the, his contract within the 11th hour um, right before training camp. So I know I thought that, you know... I. So I thought that the front office was sticking to, you know, that timeline, and that was just the way that they rolled, the way that they operated, because we never really had seen this um, front office, you know, operate in a normal NFL offseason. We think about it, these guys were brought in after the 20, 2020 offseason to hit, um, spearhead the 2021 offseason, but they were still dealing with a lot of the COVID implications and things like that, but enough of them. This episode is all about Terry McLaurin. So if you're checking this out on YouTube, you can see that I'm rocking my Terry McLaurin jersey. And if you're checking this out on YouTube, be sure to like, be sure to comment, and be sure to subscribe. We're loving all of the interactions that we've been making with our YouTube family. Um, It's a lot. Um, We've been trying to keep up. We're getting closer and closer to that goal of 1,000 subscribers. So keep chopping it up with us. Um, we love talking uh, Washington Commanders football, and we love talking Terry McLaurin. So that's what we're going to do in this episode because, like I said, this is a joyous occasion. I'm in an amazing mood. This episode isn't going to be too long because we're going to stick solely on the, me- the issue, the matter at hand. And that is Terry McLaurin. He's gonna be a Washington commander for at least the next four years. And yes, I said the next four years. I think a lot of you guys, um, with a lot of you guys, are misconstruing with the contract extension, is that the three years with that $71 million deal is added on to the last year of this rookie deal that he was already set to play under this year, um, re- regardless of him signing an extension or not. Terry McClure was always um, under contract uh, for this season um, going into the last year of his rookie deal, which was a four-year deal. Um, and with him being a third-round pick, um, the team didn't have the option of picking a fifth-year option or things like that because those doesn't come with third-rounders and things like that. Um, but with that being said, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great day. It's a great day. And honestly, I was hearing on the radio, I think, about somebody said that this is the best day in Washington Commander history, and I'm hard-pressed to argue that point today. I'm hard-pressed to argue that point today. So let's get into some of the contract specifics. We're going to talk about some of the prospects uh, heading into the Commander's uh, season regarding Terry McLaurin and things like that. Um, And then we're going to get you guys in and out with this episode. Because like I said, this episode is strictly a Terry McLaurin analysis because this is an amazing day. This is an amazing day. So let's get into the contract details. So as I told you guys before, this is a three-year $71 million deal. So it averages out around about $23.5 million per year. Um, which is around what you know we were predicting. Uh, if you go back to our Terry episode, you know, my initial offer was around $24 million. So I hate to say I told you so, but. I mean, I gonna just leave that there. Um, but, I mean, I know a lot of people were talking about, oh, A.J. Brown got $25 million an- annual average value and things like that. And I understand that. And I get that. And they're like, Terry, Terry shouldn't settle for anything less than that. Well, guess what? And I told you guys in the last episode, I think that this is more about the guaranteed money. Well, Terry got more guaranteed money than A.J. Brown is getting throughout his first uh, three years of his contract. So that was one thing that I really noticed in the contract is Terry Terry getting that back instantly. I told you guys money, money in the future is different than cash at hand. And Terry's getting that cash at hand um, evident with that $28 million signing bonus. Uh, Terry did not hold Washington hostage, but as I look, this is a win-win situation for not only Terry McLaurin because he's he's a he's a newfound millionaire. Uh, he was making millions before, but this is this is different type of money. This is generational wealth type money. Uh, Twenty-three million dollars per year. This can set his family up uh, for success and things like that down the line. So Terry wins in the long run, but Washington, the Commanders, also win as well. As I mentioned before. And we also mentioned this in our Trade and Terry episode as well. I thought that the front office was, you know, leading and directing towards having a shorter contract due to Terry's age. If you look at him in comparison to a lot of the guys in the 2019 contract um, draft class, excuse me, who are up for contract extensions and things like that, like a Debo Samuel, like a like a DK Metcalf and things like that. And guys that have already got their uh, contract extensions, like a Hunter Renfro and things like that. Terry's older than those guys. Um, Terry's older. Than, I'm not necessarily Hunter refer but he's almost two calendar years older than AJ Brown, and he's about 18 months older than DK Metcalf as well. So I think that him getting that guaranteed money, inst- uh, that guaranteed money instantly, was really huge for him. That was a big thing and a big stipulation in contract negotiations and things like. And we see it. We see it out of all those guys that have signed so far. Terry has the highest. Um, you know, guaranteed um, value deal and things like that. While the annual average value and things like that isn't coming in as high, that's where the real money is in the guarantee, in the guarantees and things like that. You guys know, dealing with NFL free front offices, um, if you guys have been a football fan, an NFL fan for quite some time now, you know they have a certain way of finagling those contracts or so with those numbers, those eye-popping blockbuster numbers that come out initially, you know, with the terms and the totality of a contract, and more times than not, those guys don't see the, the 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 entire the entire value of the contract that was initially reported. Whether that them be them, whether that's them being released um prior to the duration of the contract ending or things like that. Whether that means be them being waived or whether that just be you know teams backloading contracts and working around it and renegotiating down the line um you know some of those numbers are finagled and things like that but one thing that's not finagled is that guaranteed money and terry 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 you see terry kicked the door down that orange aspirin was like show me the money baby and they did and they did um but like i said the shortness of the deal the duration of the deal this works out for Washington as well because Terry's older. Terry's going into his age 27 season. So with him locked up for the next four years, when this contract ends, he'll be going into his age 31 season where a lot of production for a lot of the receivers tend to fall off after the age 30 season. So this puts the commanders in a good place where, you know, they're not held hostage to an older receiver later down the line, to a 32, 33-year-old wide receiver who's not giving you not near the production of the contract that it's worth. I think that this is a perfect contract. This is the duration of this contract. This actual contract is even shorter than the one we were talking about in the four deal hypothetical deal that we were talking about in our trade and Terry episode and in prior episodes. So this is a win win for all situations around like this is a great day. You got to see if you check me out on YouTube, I cannot take the smile off my face because we finally got all hands on deck now. We finally have all hands on deck. We finally have all horses in the stable. And it's time for this offense to to be the explosive offense that I expected to be this year. Now with Terry back in the field, we have four wide receivers that run under a 4-4-5-40, and I think that all of them are talented. Curtis Samuel has shown you what he can do when healthy. You know, Jahan Dyson has been a beast in many camps and OTAs. Terry McLaurin has shown you what he can do with any quarterback, with any type of quarterback. He can go from... The pits of the quarterback, wet noodle arm Taylor Heineke. Now he's getting a, a, a at least a live NFL arm, NFL caliber arm in uh in uh Carson Wentz. So I'm excited to see what he does as far as that. And then you get a guy like Diami Brown, who had a slow rookie year, but I'm still excited and I have high expectations for him this year. But I told you guys when I saw him at OTAs, he looks ready. He looks like a dog. He looks, he looks like he's worked on his body. He looked to um, build up his strength and things like that. And if he can regain some of that magic that he had in college where he led the entire nation in yards per catch, this is a perfect pair for a guy like Big R. Carson Wentz. And then I think that a guy like Terry McClure can also tap into some of the vertical ability that he hasn't really shown you since his rookie year. If we think about our first fresh, uh, our first memory of Terry McLaurin in a Washington Redskins at the time uniform is that seventy-five yard bomb he had against the Philadelphia Eagles in Week One of the two thousand and nineteen season, and he had a lot more. He had a couple more vertical shots throughout that season, but we haven't really seen him since. And I don't think that that's a testament to Terry as more as uh as much as I think that it's a testament to the quarterback play. He just hasn't had the quarterbacks in the last two seasons to be able to get him the ball there. And that's just the honesty of the situation. Well, guess what? No matter what you think about Carson Wentz, whether you think he's good, he's great, he's average, he's mid, whatever you think about him, he does have the arm to push the ball downfield. And he gives you the biggest arm that Terry McLaurin has had in his time as a Washington Redskins, Washington commander, Washington football team member, whatever you want to call it whatever you want to call it. So, I think that Terry McLaurin is going to start to tap into that vertical threat ability that he showed in Ohio State, that he showed his rookie year. Um, even with a guy like Dwayne Haskins, though, I'm not saying God rest his soul, Dwayne, rest in peace, but um, he's like, he wasn't the most accurate quarterback, but he pushed the ball downfield. You can look at you know, um, the contested crazy catch that Terry had against the Jets. Yeah, it wasn't the most accurate throw, but it turned out to be a 50-yard gain after Terry fought the uh, ball away from the cornerback because Dwayne was Able to push the ball down there, and that's what you get with vertical threat with, um, with vertical threats at the quarterback position. Guys with big arms and live arms and things like that. So I'm really excited for the prospects of Terry McLaurin in this season, and not just Terry McLaurin, but the rest of the guys. As I as I told you guys before, now we, we're about a month into the season. I don't see us using the excuse going into the all uh, going into the season, if our offense starts slow, oh, the oh, well, you know, Terry McLaurin and Carson Wentz, they, they they didn't have the the appropriate amount of reps to get on page. They don't have the chemistry and things like that. There should be no reason for that. You have about a month before training camp time to get on time to build that rapport. Time to build that rapport, Terry. If you're listening, Carson, if you're listening, time to build that rapport. I know you guys can find a little park over there in Ashburn or something to build that rapport to get these reps in to build this Hall of Fame-type connection. Like, I'm I'm expecting huge things from Terry McLaurin now. Like, you, you got the bag now, my guy. You deserved it. But guess what? I need you to take that even bigger step next time, this time. And there's not too many things to be skeptical about or to be critical about Terry McLaurin's play at all. At all. Trust me. there's There's not too many holes in his game at all. But I've mentioned before, and I think a lot of people in the Washington Commanders community, they see that Terry McLaurin so good, and he's so much better than what we're used to having, that they don't want to criticize the simple nuances of his game and things like that. But I've mentioned before that I think that Terry McLaurin can become a better double-move route runner, and I expect that now. You got the bag. You got to show that now. I think he has some tightness in his hips that he can elude and things like that to become even shift, even shifty and even more agile. You, you you the big money man now. It's time to work on that. It's time to work on that. All these small nuances, all these small holes in your game. Like I told you guys before, it's not many at all. He has to patch that up because guess what? He's the number one option in his offense now. The money, the money, the money, the money dictates that. I don't care what what anybody says out their mouth. The money dictates that. And I think that this is the time that, that Terry McClure is going to have a type of career-type renaissance uh, similar to the one that Stephon Diggs had uh, when he got traded to the Buffalo Bills. Um, and I mean that saying this, that we knew that Stephon Diggs was a great wide receiver, um, the Minneapolis miracle Um you know, early in his career with the Minnesota Vikings, Stephon Diggs, I believe he came in in 2015, and up until 2019, um, his entire you know span with the Minnesota Vikings, we were like Diggs is good. You know, top 20 type receiver, top 15 type receiver. He has the talent, but I need more production. Um, I need I need I need more production. I need I need the numbers to be there and things like that to back up the eye test and things like that. And it's the same storyline with Terry and things like that. If you look at his numbers, while they're great, while they're good, they're not great um, stacking up into, you know guys that are in the consistent top ten lists and things like that. Even though I think that Terry McLaurin has more than enough talent to be in the top ten group of wide receivers and things like that. When well, you saw that Stephon Diggs finally you know requested a trade and went to the Buffalo Bills, a lot of it due to Kirk Cousins, you know. Not, not making him a focal point of the offense. Not, you know, um, feeding him the ball when he felt like he needed to be feeded, fed and things like that. And you saw him move to the Buffalo Bills with not only a new quarterback in the same position as Terry McLaurin, With, you know, Terry McLaurin going over to Carson Wentz. At that time, Stephon Diggs was going over to Josh Allen. But a new contract as well. Because the money dictates where the ball goes in the NFL. So, guess what? I expect Terry Terry McLaurin's production to take a spike and, and have those elite elite numbers. And I told you guys before, with a lot of these weapons that we bought in during the off seasons um, this year and last year, that can work twofold. Yeah, it can take it can take some you know targets away from Terry McLaurin as well, but it can also take um, a lot of the attention and a lot of the coverage that slid over to Terry McLaurin away uh, as well. Um, I think it was over at Reception Perception. They actually did a track, and then they said that Terry McLaurin was the fourth most double receiver in the history of their database dating back all the way to 2014. So, no, that's not just last year. In their eight-year history of their database, Terry McLaurin was the fourth most double receiver. So that goes to all those NFC East trolls that talks about Terry McLaurin is getting guarded, um, guarded one-on-one and things like that. Ha-ha, jokes on you. Jokes on you, bro. I have the numbers to back it up. Because you know we come with facts over here at Bleeding B and G. Uh, but this is, a, this is an amazing day. And like I said, it can work twofold. Terry's going to be seeing a lot of one-on-one coverage now. And we expect him. Hey, at $24 million, $23.5 million, you better be baking that man across from you. And we've seen Terry McLaurin do a time-in and time-out against one-on-one coverage. We've seen him beat the Darius Slays of the world in one-on-one coverage. We've seen him be the Stephon Gilmore's of the world. We've seen him beat the Marshawn Ladderwood's of the world in one-on-one coverage. I expect him to be doing that for four quarters, or every week, week in and week out, 17 weeks a season now. Because that's what comes with a $24 million deal. So as I mentioned before, three-year $71 million deal. That boy Terry McLaurin got the bag something about the money, something about the money, like, I, I'm so happy for Terry McLaurin, I can't think of a guy that, that has deserved it more, uh, I don't think of a guy that has deserved it more, and it shows that when Coach are, you know, preaching that culture and things like that, it shows that they're sticking behind it and things like that, because Terry McLaurin is a guy that signifies your culture, and this is a guy that you need to be that you need to compensate well for signifying your culture. This is a pillar of the culture, of the foundation of the culture, and I'm glad that you're showing this by signing him a mouse outside of training camp. Now guys can go into training camp without having to answer questions about Terry McLaurin and having a positive mindset. It's like, whoa, if I do what I'm supposed to do like Terry McLaurin has been doing year in and year out, this is an organization that's going to look out for me. This is an organization that's going to compensate for me and, 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 and keep it 100 and keep it real with me. So this is this is just turning over a new league. The culture is changing in Washington, despite contrary belief. Listen to Coach Ron when he says that the culture is changing in Washington, and he's a he's a big part of that. Trust he's a big part of that. But this is an amazing day for the Washington Washington Commanders uh, fans fan base, Washington Commander um, community. I I I'm I'm at a loss for words. All hands on deck now. We can go have ourselves a season now. We can go have ourselves a season. I can go cheer Terry McClure's name in training camp now. Like I can go buy me a, a Commander 17 training camp, a Commander 17 jersey now. I can go get it, hit Chris Ryan up with my Terry McClure fathead now because I know he's going to be on the team for at least the next four years. I know he's going to be here to stay. And as you guys can see, I, can't, I have not stopped smiling from ear to ear because this is a great day. As far as production, like I told you, I expect Terry McLaurin's production to take a spike now. Get on a thousand yards, barely getting a thousand yards, nine hundred yards. Yeah, that's cute, but you got a live NFL caliber in a arm now, and you got an NFL caliber big, 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 big bag deal. Like it's time, it's time to produce top five in the NFL numbers. And with that being said, I think that Terry McLaurin is. I think that he's going to have a stat line in 2022. Some are reading along the lines of, you know, somewhere around 95 to 100 receptions, around 1,500, 1,450 to 1,500 yards, and about eight touchdowns. So he's going to see a spike across the boards. And I think that the touchdowns is something that is really going to help. Uh, it's really uh, the statistic of the touchdown is really going to be uh, where Terry benefits from the likes of Carson Wentz as well. As I told you guys before, the red zone is where those windows get tight. The red zone is where those windows get small and things like that. And noodle-arm Taylor Heineke just simply couldn't fit it in some of those tight windows and things like that. Well, guess what? We know Carson Wentz. We know the least he going to do is take a chance at it because he knows he does have the arm strip. And I think that a guy like Terry McLaurin is going to come up with those balls more often than not. So as I said, this is a joyous day in the Washington commander community. I told you guys I'm not going to keep you long, so I'm going to ahead and wrap this up um, pretty soon. Uh, I'm going to go out of town next week, so I don't think I'm going to have too much content next week. I'll be out of town, but leading up to training camp, in the three weeks prior to training camp, we're going to be having positional outlooks, positional breakdowns, camp outlook. We're going to be having content on our Instagram pages, so be sure to check out our social medias as well. I'll be tagging our Instagram and our Twitter as well. Our Instagram is at Bleeding B-N-G, B-L-E-E-D-I-N-G, B-N-G. Our Twitter is at Bleeding B-N-G. Spell is a tad bit different, B-L-E-E-D-I-N, B-N-G. So there's only one G in our Twitter handle. But be sure to check us out because we're going to be having discussion boards. We might chop it up with some of our NFC East followers so I can tell them that Terry McLaurin is the best receiver in the NFC East and, and, and not listen to what they have to say back because that's fact. Because that's fact. But as I said, after next week, we're going to be having a lot of content leading up to training camp. Um, I finally learned how to do some film breakdowns, so we're going to be having some fire. We're going to be having some fire coming out for you guys, so be sure to tap in to the Bleeding B&G podcast. Thank you guys for tuning into this episode, and I'll be sure to catch you guys on the flip side. Peace.